This is episode 192. I don't think it's a bad pedal, but it sounds bad. <laughs> uh, t- t- tune in now to see if anything breaks. I don't know. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's the tone control. Yay. <laughs> Oh my God. What a day. <laughs> I gotta tell you. What a friggin' day. It's 8.39 p.m. Yep. <laughs> We're getting this started. <laughs> this is this is just fizzy water. I don't even have I don't have any beer tonight. I I'm on my actually... second drink tonight, guys. <laughs> so good. Not since starting this whole it. show, but like I had one with dinner and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I I've entirely forgot we were recording a day early despite talking about it a bunch <laughs> we're sitting on the Checking couch i'm like looking yesterday. at <laughs> i'm going through emails i messaged justin yesterday like we're all good right like i'm not going to be the one sure enough so um beth was like oh um what time is your podcast right now oh my ah! god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> run upstairs and like then, panic setup plugging shit in and justin's like having all these issues with this other and thing and we're just like chilling for 40 fu- minutes everything fucking breaks again but uh, well, it's, it's our, not our usual day. So I don't know what the hell I expected, but I, I set up, maybe this is my mistake. I set up everything like before I went in to like do the whole thing with the kiddo, do dinner, do bath and all that shit. Yeah. I set this all up. Like I put it together. I put the screen there. I like turned on the, the OBS and I got everything running. Discord's connected to the, and I previewed all my tabs. I got my camera angle just right. And then I come out here to sit down, right, and wake the computer up. And it's like it's like everything just starts falling on its face. Everything's like maxing out and mm-hmm. the whole computer doesn't – and I'm trying different options and I can sort of fix it sort of sometimes. And I don't know. What, what the fuck am I doing? This is so much harder than I think it's supposed to be. And I feel like we had – are you all right? Yeah, I'm hearing like some. Uh, I'm hearing some noise. It sounds like a. I think it's just your mic opening. That's all. Okay, never mind. Oh, it sounded like um, it sounded like guitar amp hiss for a second. I was like, what? Uh, well, so you're. <laughs> I mean, frankly, my mic. Yeah, it, it's it's just the way I got Discord set. Um, yeah, it's okay. It's it's gating out. It's um, I I. I don't know. I don't have a solution. I, I, I want to be able to do this this way. You know what I mean? I want yeah, to be able to do yeah. the show this way from this room. Um, and like by and all accounts, it should kind of technically work. And the fact that it's occasionally just like, uh, how about we just run it 10,000%? <laughs> and you're yeah. like, well, no, that's not what I want. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because like in in games, I... I took the streaming, like I separated it. I took the streaming off of mm-hmm. tr- streaming duty off of the game computer and separated them. And it's much less of a hassle in many ways. Mm-hmm. And here I'm not doing that, right? Here I am essentially, I'm feeding Discord and I'm also feeding this back into OBS and dude, and I'm cycling and I'm creating this video that is like your Discord plus my Discord and then feeding that to Discord. So there's yeah. this like, 
I think that's and and I, I have too many screens and this poor computer. <sighs> I need like a Mobius strip of of screens and and feeds to Discord to and from Discord. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's just insane, and um, I don't know. I don't know if there's a solution to that. I don't know how to. I'm trying to imagine how I can. So I guess the question is. That, but. Um, you you do this show in your recording studio. Yeah. Why? Like, is it, could it not be done in the other space with that setup? I mean, <laughs> um, <laughs> we can talk about this later, but like, yeah, would, would well, that I mean, solve I like a lot of things or? Well, I couldn't like, like my music gear is here though. So like when I plug yeah. in a guitar, yeah, okay, I don't yeah, know, yeah. this is the setting for music. You know, this, I've got, I've got my, my amps yeah. are here. This is my music studio. Um, I mean, right, obviously, it's the clear choice, but yeah. if it's it makes like, podcasting if, a huge pain in the ass, then like... I wonder how I, if I could add a second, if I could pass it something to a second computer and make the second computer do the encoding for the for something. I just don't know. Anyway, whatever. This is yeah. stupid. Um, all of this, frankly, all of this was this great idea to make our content level up. And mm-hmm. it was also easier for me, technically, because we're just, we're doing the whole show live. And so there's less editing for me on the back end. It was all like win, win, win. And like the first time or two we did it, it seemed like it went smoother. And I don't, I just don't know what, like, how can I get back to that? I don't know well, what I did Well, it also like every time there's kind of a weird, uh, a different issue. Like no pattern has yeah. emerged. It's not like every time this happens. I think every time, it's every two weeks, one or the other piece of the six softwares that I'm using updates. <laughs> Yeah, and right. and and they're always like, "Oh man, we found a great new way to do this. We're going to save you some CPU overhead." And I'm like, "That sounds fantastic! Can't wait yeah. to record the tone control." And then I turn yeah. it on, and it's like, "Oh, but actually, we're saving that on on this other way that actually we're going to totally fuck over this other software. So they're going to use yeah. twice as much GPU now." And <laughs> yeah, makes it all worse actually, but uh, not on our end. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Everything seems to be going. Apparently, I'm just like operating right under the maximum possible threshold of, of, uh, of my ability to to do it with this equipment. So that's fine. That means a show's going to happen. Um, fine, we're going for it. We're we're going. That's how for the tone it. control runs, folks. At Speaking absolute of- maximum threshold, fucking <laughs> efficiency. Uh, uh, God. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what. Let me let me do one of these, and then we're going to tell a story. Thanks okay. to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit pedalgenie.com and start your wish list today. Okay, I wanted to say first of all, you guys did a fantastic job le- last episode. Great Thanks. show. Oh, applauding me. Thank you. Well, um, well done. <laughs> yes, uh, Eric was on, and we talked about gigs, which yep. we we sort of used to talk about a long, long time ago, but uh, you know after. Time? In the before time, but also not even just before the pandemic, but like early tone control days, we would occasionally talk about playing shows. Yeah. And uh, that sort of just tapered off as both of us tapered off of gigging. Um, yeah. Once I joined another band, it came back a little bit. But Eric's a very different type of guitarist, and it's like professional guitarism. Yeah. You know, he does it for work. And that is like <laughs> such a different way to think of all of this. So, yeah, I, if you haven't heard it, go back to 191 and check that out because there's a really good conversation about gigs and um the just the different types of musicians and being a professional versus a hobbyist and what that yeah. means for you and the instrument so really cool really cool chat yeah yeah 
Well, it was it was awesome that that happened because I couldn't be well. You know, realistically, I probably could have been there, but it was like not. It was not on my mind. No, 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 no. Um, it would not have we, been a good day for that. And like, I would, I if you showed up, I would have kicked you out. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so so uh, as you said, like you you had the news because it had happened earlier that yeah. day. Dad had a surgery. Um, everything went swimmingly, and um, at that time, you know, and then we just we we just went back home. We were, we couldn't be with him obviously because of the COVID restrictions. Um, of course, we could only yeah. be with him for a short time after he uh, was through it that first day, uh, and then we just kind of were all together because Tyler was there and. Mm-hmm. We we played games and stayed up and talked about everything and I'm sure there's just a mental ex- exhaustion and like a a relief so to speak and like a, it is. you're you're over the major part of it and <laughs> right. it's like uh, like at least yeah at least that one that I one mean, major so, detail <laughs> right I mean they they took him in early in the morning and then um, I was just I made sure that we were there with mom and then we just. At first, it seemed like we weren't going to all get to be together because he could only have two guests per day and they couldn't be exchanged. Oh. Um, so, okay. So basically, you had to sign up who was going to be. So anyway, uh, but but we found that that actually, like anybody can be in the main areas of the hospital, the like the cafeteria. So we actually just hung around in the cafeteria all day so we okay. could be together. And then when we got called up to, and, and then, you know, eventually they, we got these updates, you know, everything's going well, talk to you later, <laughs> this sort of stuff. Okay. And then, um, then it was the doctor wanted to see us. And it, what's funny is like, I would think if your major, possibly life-threatening surgery went well, when you called and said, okay, call the, call the family up, mm-hmm. I'm all, I'm closing up and I'm going to meet them. Everything went great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, like, wouldn't you tell them that that just like, is, yeah, is that like, it, too many good. words? Is that too many well, words yeah. for, for the, the, you know what I mean? But they yeah. just said the doctor wants to talk to you. And so we go, See, that's, and we're that's not enough, saying yeah. anything to each other. We're, so I'm going, that's not cool. You can't be doing riding that. Riding the elevator yeah, up with mom. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, cheery face and all that. Like, let's, and, and I, I was like, uh. for one thing, they estimate. Because they're not going. This is going to take this many minutes. No, they estimate, mm-hmm. and and at, we kind of felt like it was a little fast. And I was like, "Hmm, hmm okay." But we go in, mm-hmm. and then the the doctor comes out, and he's all like, "Ah, oh, hey, how are you?" <laughs> what? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> he did. He had this moment where he looked. He looked at us, and he was like, "Hi, how are you guys?" And like. Huh? <laughs> but then he, yeah. then he got he got right down to business. He's like everything's great. They're closing up right now. And he told us all the all the business. And um and then it was fine, right? But that and then at that point I it was actually like right right before he came in the door, I was sitting there and I noted we, we went into this pa- this room. You you we go in one door, the doctor's gonna come in the other door. It's like that mm-hmm. kind of a space, you know? And I realized that like I was I was trying to be cool and I realized mm-hmm. that my leg was shaking a little oh, bit and I was like yeah oh and then I turned around and was like well if my leg's shaking I'm sure she doesn't feel good so I just started talking to mom about I can't even yeah. remember what I said talking to her about yeah. something random and then the doctor interrupted us like right away good. um anyway so it's fine he got to go home several days ago now um he, Gosh, you I, know, I don't even remember. Yeah, it's been yeah. kind of a whirlwind. At least, I mean, if I don't remember, then I, I mm-hmm. can't 
You didn't know what day it, it was. <laughs> it was a it was a rough stay in the hospital for him because it's just so uncomfortable to be there and like, yeah, nothing was yeah. wrong with anything that had happened. I mean, as I mean, you had a big part of your body removed, but anyway, well, nothing. Yeah, but you know, I mean, his vitals were all good and everything. It was just really uncomfortable. Eventually, when he's allowed to go home, then he just everything was just so much nicer and better, and he started just improving right away. So there was like a few days where you know yeah. you know my dad really well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few days where I like got to see him sometimes for a long section of the day, and like mom got to see him like a lot too, obviously. And um, I the thing that's kind of stuck out to me besides just like um, it's a, obviously it's a very different situation. The thing that that I thought was of note to anyone who know him is it just, you just didn't see him smile. Oh, okay. For several yes. days. Cause he's just so uncomfortable yeah. and, and I mean weak, but really that wasn't even the worst thing I think for mm-hmm. him. So, um, he got home well, and, and, and right like away weakness, all that starts to change. Weakness is so expected. So like, that's fine. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> right. Right. So like the rest of it is though, like spirits are a whole thing about it. Like if you're, mm-hmm. you can be weak, but still be like, feeling good, you know, and, and for those things to not be meeting in the middle, that's hard. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I was just going to say that like being sick of any kind, even if you have a head cold or something like the sniffles, not being home is the worst yeah. part of that. Right. So like being sick at home is a million times better than being sick at work or at a hospital or whatever. It's just like the mental load. I think that being home makes mm-hmm. the biggest difference for anything. So yeah. I think it totally tracks that he comes home and he's like, oh, finally. Like you can, there's a relief yeah. in that sense too, that he's like, now I can begin right. like just chilling the hell out. Cause there's like a certain anxiety that everyone's going to feel, including the patient at a hospital. It's just, it's the interruptions. They're always poking him. Um, mm-hmm. It's And you're kind of always waiting the, for more information. Yeah. Be, because of the nature of things, they were always having to uh, take his blood sugar and stuff like that. Mm. Um to make sure, but I mean, everything was fine the whole time. Good. Um, yeah. Good. So mm-hmm. anyway, he's, he's great and better every day. And, awesome. uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so I've told a few people like, Oh, you know, friend's dad had the surgery and the, the bombshell fact is that the liver is going to grow back in six to eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell that to everybody and they're like, you mean uh, months? Right. You, nope. <laughs> no. Well, I, I mean, that's what they months. said. I, I don't know. I, right. So he's, 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 he's a first timer, but <laughs> this is my this first is, rodeo. <laughs> this, is my, this is my first liver grow back. <laughs> <laughs> she could, <laughs> have you seen that t shirt that says, actually, this is my first rodeo? That would, <laughs> that would be so great for him to have right now. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, Good. Well, that's all great. I'm I'm so yeah. glad to hear. Um, yeah, the scary scary part seems to be over. I guess right. Like that's good. Like we're- uh, yeah, I I think so. Um, I think he's had I think he's had his first kind of like checkup, and um, everything. Well, no, I I guess they had a they had a check in, and it was a lot of just confirming that things are what they thought they were because they biopsy mm. everything. Of course, okay, things are what they thought they were, and. So that means prognosis is what they thought it would be, Good. essentially. And 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 considering the fact that he's just like very strong heart and everything like that, so he was just an absolutely perfect candidate 
for having a <laughs> ridiculous they're, they're thing done to like, your body. They're working on this guy's great. <laughs> well, no, they said like, okay, yeah. so it's a teaching hospital. So oh, cool. okay. there's lots of there's always like tales everywhere, and and there's I think that's really good for a, a lot of reasons, but uh, the, including, um, the, for one thing, like everyone's they're all like commenting on each other and they're all conferring all the time. And we heard just over and over again from tons of people, for one thing, how great dad's heart is. It's just, <laughs> it's just a masterpiece. You guys, it's like amazing. <laughs> and everyone's just so the oh perfect God, human that, specimen that yeah. heart. Oh my God. So and, this can't and be right. <laughs> this Oh, ah, and, and the surgeon is a virtuoso like this guy this is the liver guy. Like if you, if yeah. you need something done to your liver, you talk to this guy and they're, Oh, what the, the lady said, um, one of the residents or something who, someone who was in there, um, told them that it was just amazing to watch, not a uh, wasted movement. They oh, said. like it just, you love to hear that. That's like, yeah, yeah. the fluidity of it all. Like, yeah, the just like, whoo, we just did the precision thing. And it's like, and, yeah. well, he did come out, he did come out sooner than expected. So. <laughs> because it was perfect, right? It was, it was the perfect just scenario. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So. Awesome. All right. Good job. Good. Good. Um, all right. First on the actual news sheet, shall we do take a guess at this? This shouldn't be hard. <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> You know, yeah. you're not going to be in time with that when it. I, actually, oh, I know. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> That's going to make it so much better. <laughs> the pedal that nobody thought could and did. Uh, the pedal that is on its way to me right now. It shipped yesterday. <laughs> uh, the 1981 DRV. That's the one. It's a fucking banger. It's uh, it's on its way. It'll be here Friday, which is super cool, but also kind of lame because I'm going to be out of town this weekend. So oh. I need someone to come pick it up, but that's okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so what a demo. Derek's Sometimes Felix. I just listen to that demo because it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Relive it now on YouTube. Yeah. Link in the show yeah. notes probably. I don't know. We could do sure. that. Sure. Well, if you're watching this on the channel that it's just here. It's just right there <laughs> on the other playlist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Derek's Helix Band Rig with mm-hmm. in-ear monitors. Yeah, so I don't have any of this with me tonight here. It's all in the basement. Yeah. But, okay. There's a fella named Richie Castellano who has okay. a YouTube channel. He's also currently the guitarist for Blue Oyster Cult. He is okay, a right. Helix aficionado right he's a he's just he's the helix guy he's got tons of great youtube content for helix and he's got this video where he runs down how he's using helix to run an iem rig in ear monitor rig while sending stuff to front of house while integrating backing tracks all of this craziness and while using a vocal mic and getting that through the monitors and to front of house and all this stuff all right so i don't because helix can do vocal processing as well i'm not using it for that so i i Head to the website. He's got all of his stuff that he works on on the Helix Custom Tone site, which is a place to share presets. 
and I'm downloading his preset and I'm looking at all like the, it's like signal path algebra, right? Figuring out how, <laughs> yeah. how it's all working. And he goes through it all in the video and it's fascinating. He's got stuff like the expression pedal is mapped to a blend of the guitar versus the vocal mic, for example. Okay. So yeah, toe yeah, down yeah. is so all guitar. Yeah, so he can, if he needs more guitar, he can just like tip the, the expression yeah. pedal a little. Really cool stuff. Really, really cool. So what I did was I kind of adapted that setup to uh, my band's setup, and we play to a click live, and we have backing tracks, yep. uh, and then we've got a thing that can uh, receive, like I can just take a monitor feed off the board and try to integrate all of that too. So instead of buying a little mixer uh, to run everything in and out of, I can manage all of this with Helix. So mm-hmm. the sends and returns on the Helix are being uh, used as the ins and outs rather than, or sorry, as the outputs rather than the quarter inch out or the XLR out. So in my signal path, I now have a block for send one is like my guitar out. And that's Do you mean going that's to- the send and returns for your uh, in-ears? No. Um, oh. So what's happening, so guitar goes into Helix, then I've got my whole signal path running like the normal setup, <clears throat> but at the end, instead of going out the main quarter inch out or going out through XLR or some other output, it's going out through send one. And that's going to okay. front of house. That's going straight to the board, just full bore, uh, no no volume control or anything. So the guy gets the full signal and can monitor, like manage sure. it as needed. Um, then in res- in returns, wh- whatever returns I want, really one and two, yeah. let's say I'm getting a click track and um, a click track and backing tracks. Okay, and then off of the board. Oh. I'm getting a return, a monitor feed that would usually go into a floor wedge into another return. And then all, then I've got a separate path in the Helix software on the board itself that is Where just mixing those returns back, just in. returns. And I can mix them. I can add whatever I want to them in the signal path that I can compress. I can limit, I can EQ and all of that's going in the headphone out to my in-ears, which I just have some universal fit in-ears that I got. Right, so, right. Okay, uh, they're so, not custom so molded the, the, or anything crazy. I think I get it. The the reason that the send is feeding front of house instead of your main out is because then your main out would hear all that have, click and stuff. It would have click track. So in it, correct. you have to take you have to take the tap that's going to front of house from before yeah. that. So this is the thing that's crazy. This is one of those things about products like Helix where they've given you the tools and you have to think of creative ways to use them. I never really thought of sends and returns as more than loops previously, as like effects Mm. loop one or effects loop two. But you can split the signal out with a send and not expect it to return. So what do you do with that? And then you can just receive a bunch of signals as well with all four returns. So there's four loops on this thing, four sends, four returns. And I've got like, you know, six cables coming in and out of this thing, but I've got it all in some in-ears. I'm going, <laughs> for, the, for the band members that don't have uh, monitor rigs, I'm going through the PA. Uh, but I've got yeah. my click, tracks, vocals, piano, drums are loud enough in the room, uh, and my guitar coming in through in-ears, and it's insane. It's That's like, it, it, it's crazy to think that it, it, the fact that it works is mind-blowing. And, <laughs> you know, Matt was like, work? Because Matt's got this rig that with a little mixer kind of doing the same thing. And he's like, yeah, plug this in here, plug that in there. You know, pro- like program it however you need to, but this is your click, this is your track, this is your feed. 
give me your guitar line, all that stuff. And he just sort of did it and it worked. And I was like, holy shit. Like I knew it would happen, but it was actually experiencing it is insane. So it's, it's kind of a game changer because this is, this is the thing we've sort of talked about the whole time. Like, oh, you could go front of house or you could just go all digital. And I was like really cautious about a lot of that. Yeah. Um, not like afraid, which makes sense. But which makes sense because yeah. it's because it's like a it's like a global change. In, it's a global in the way you rig think about change. everything. Yeah. So for the longest time, I had been using Helix into a, an FRFR cab, just like a guitar amp, and it was just big and loud in the room, and that was great. But it's um, still basically it's still basically a the guitar same. amp and a floorboard, right? So now, in the at some point, I had given Matt a send out of my guitar so he could get a direct line into his monitors. Yeah. Um, so that was like, Ooh, okay. We're using more than one output here. That's cool. But you still have the safety of, it feels like I'm playing a guitar rig. Yeah. So this is all still really different. Now the, the, the killer trick of this all is even through the PA Helix sounds like a guitar amp. So (laughs) it still sounds awesome. No matter where you're sending it. So it's still a little confusing to me about like how and why it works. Like every time I plug it in, I'm like having to go through like all the steps. Like, yes, this goes here. I'm plugging this in here. Right. Right. It's like, you need to, you need to visual, yeah. you need to have like all the in wires are blue and all the out wires so are red they, so you can yeah. see it. So on the back of Helix, all those uh, in, in and out quarter inch jacks have um, plastic nuts on them, like a plastic jack with a plastic nut. Okay. And, and somebody makes what's called a connection tag kit. And mm-hmm. it's like you can tag all of those color code, every single nut and washer on the back of the Helix. Mm-hmm. And I, I might do that because every time I'm like, oh, wait, what is it? Which one is it? And then I might have to like reconfigure it in my signal path as well. But then we've got like, you know, 12 songs that I need to do that for because the presets are song based. So <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. it's a little confusing. And every time I'm like, send, no, return, no, <laughs> three, <laughs> no, four. <laughs> well, you know, so the, the way these, I mean, uh, th- three, four, one, two, like that stuff all kind of aside, um, calling things like sends and returns actually kind of makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's laid out just the way it's actually happening. My, I'm sending this to someone else. The exactly, returns are what's yeah. coming to me, you know? So yeah. at least that far, you, you know, you know which direction it's just, Right, it's just go. thinking like I'm splitting my signal in like a few different ways and receiving signals, but they're all coming into my ears. Right. And that routing is like such a weird thing to think about. So now playing, like I've played to a click in the studio a million times and I'm very comfortable with that. Playing to a click live with three other people also playing to that click mm-hmm. or at least two other people playing to that click is weird. And then you're kind of thinking like, who's pushing, right? <laughs> who's who's dragging <laughs> behind? Um, huh. And I'm focusing then like, am I hearing my guitar enough? Am I hearing Matt's guitar enough? Wait, I missed, I forgot, like, it's, I'm, I'm, focus on head mixes. Well, it's making me lose focus on playing. So I'm, I'm like forgetting parts and like not switching effects on when I should be and stuff like that. Little stuff. Cause I'm just like so focused on what I'm hearing and that'll go away with time. It's just sort of getting used to that, but it's crazy how this works. It is absolutely crazy. So now we've got the show in August market days in Concord, New Hampshire. If you're in the area, Mm -hmm. please come. We're playing Saturday uh, in, in like five, maybe. So this is, this is like a real deal thing, and I can really rely on the sound guy. This is the perfect case to really test this live. 
for real. Yeah. So Matt tells me most setups like this are not going to receive a quarter inch for that. So you should get a DI box. And I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, what, what do you mean? Um, oh, you mean uh, like for what? my guitar out? Because my guitar out's going quarter inch out. Oh, oh, you want to feed them XLR? Yeah, I, I want to feed yeah, them XLR. Yeah. So he's like, you, you probably want to grab a DI box. Um, mm-hmm. Just so it's easy for them, and you can like just get a little yeah. patch cable and run it right out of your helix. No big deal. Um, so now I, I looked very briefly on Sweetwater for DI boxes, and there's a, a wild range of stuff from twenty dollars to two hundred dollars, <laughs> and I, I I don't know and more than to, that and more me. than that. Yes, and I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what to look for. I don't know what makes a good DI box. Um, I know effectively what a DI box does. Um, so I know Radial is kind of the brand. I, I see a lot. Ra- Radial but, um, is, is a brand. Um, yeah. In DI's, uh, a really big name is going to be Countryman. Mm. Um, they, okay. I believe, if it's not exclusively active DI's, then their focus is certainly that. Okay. Um, okay. So w- within a certain amount of reason, I personally don't give a shit about DI's. Okay. Uh, like, I think you're really talking about some really subtle differences. Yep. And, um, but I, I don't think that that's, I don't think that's good advice. Like you said, like you can get some that are $20. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you should get a $20 one. I think probably yeah, spending I don't like a hundred ish is, should be like that. That should be probably like the minimum where you consider that so, it's like a good DI. That's the one that came up first is the Radial Pro DI-1 yeah. uh, one-channel passive instrument direct box. Right. Actually, here, you know what? I'll show And you know what that's, that's going to be? Because like I've, I've got a thing right here that is essentially that. Um, it's just a box with a transformer in it, and the wires yeah. are attached to the plugs. And there's usually, there's, there'll be a ground lift. Um, yes. You wanna, that's, that's I important. just posted oh, a link. Yeah. You want to pull that up? Sure. Um, so it looks like there's a ground lift and a 15 dB pad and then a through jack. And so now the only thing I'm curious about, I guess I can't really do this with the IEM rig now that I think of how it's set up, but it would be a stereo option if I ever wanted to go stereo. But I don't think I can do that with the Helix in its current setup. And that's okay, I think. But for a hundred bucks, like that's not crazy. No, um, and so so what it's really coming down for for passive DIs is like they could have extra features like a pad, minus 15 pad, which is just like going to be a, a resistor on there. Um, and then the ground lift, anything's going to have mm-hmm. a ground lift. It might not have a pad. Sometimes they have variable pads, which is uh, kind of a nice thing. But really the only thing that's in here that you're paying for is the, the transformer because it's mm-hmm. it's just – it's using the induction inside the transformer to to balance your signal. Um, okay. So it's about the quality of the transformer. I think Radial is probably, it's a custom transformer, so I think Radial is making their own. So you mm-hmm. can't exactly look up like what I mean, use. I've seen Radial for years when, when looking at DI boxes. I've never had reason to buy one, but yeah. they always seem like the brand that comes up. Whenever I see people talking about DIs, they are the brand that is used for reference. Yeah. So. No, I think, I think this is a a really good one. Um, and then it's, I think it becomes complicated when you look at active. Um, you know, like I, I just have, I have this box sitting next to me that I made cause I got my hands on a pair of, um, 
Cinemag transformer. It's like a kind of famous mm. little transformer that's perfect size for a DI. And I just got a pair of them and put them in a box. So I had a stereo DI that was matched. Um, cool. But that's all it is. Like I think I think the pair of transformers. It was like a group buy. I think I paid probably near a oh, hundred cool. bucks okay. just for the the two transformers. And I built my own box for it because the group buy was actually for kits for singles. And I was like, Mm. I'm just going to build them into the same box. So I don't need your box kit. Just give me the transformers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So, and then when you go look at actives, they'll be either, they'll be phantom powered sometimes, or they could have batteries or they could even have their own power source. So I've seen some where. Yeah. So I'm interested in the passive, I think mostly because the Helix is a one power cable solution, right? So all I need to bring is some instrument cables Mm-hmm. and a power cable, and I can play a show. Um, with this being well, passive, okay, so that, that's appealing. That, well, that is. And it's not necessarily a problem. I think the actives, again, will have kind of a... Um, it is it is about it sounding subtly different. Um, probably being able yeah. to interpret a little bit more sparkly stuff, like sparkly transients. Whereas the transformer... I mean, people love the sound of transformers. This is a sort of like, mm-hmm. it's like the old console things. It's the transformers were rounding off all the transients and <laughs> saturating the transients and stuff. So that's what people liked about it. And then, you, you know, um, yeah. so, but the other way around it is like the, something, they, they could be phantom powered, so you still wouldn't need a power source. It would mm-hmm. be that the, whatever you're plugging it into would need to click on phantom power in order to, for it mm-hmm. to work. Um, or they could have a battery. Um, and then I've seen, well, Rich at, at Monastery has a, a one by Avalon. That's like a it's like a a two U half rack space. Oh, cool box with tubes in it and stuff. At least I think it has tubes in it. I don't know. They they don't they don't they're not tubes for vanity. If they're in there, they're they're for real. You know, you can't <laughs> yeah. see them. Um, but it's got all kinds of tone adjustments and settings. It's really kind of aimed at bass. Um, okay. I think most of the active DI stuff gets aimed at bass guitars. I did some very limited reading on active versus passive DIs. And the the prevailing uh, guidance on that was for like really low, like it has a preamp basically, and it's for really low level uh, inputs and, and stuff like Input. that. So Sure, yeah. sure. Because there's going to be able to bring that up without uh, with, with yeah. very, very low noise, right? So. Right. So, um, okay, I'll, I have some time. Our, that show's not until August, and uh, I don't need it yet, so I'll do a little more yeah. research. But, okay, cool, good to know. I think um, I think that's a good one right there that you that, – okay. why, why keep looking? Why keep looking? Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. I was like <laughs> – I, I never priced out DI boxes, and I was like, well, here's a Behringer one for $20, and here's a radial one for 100 and I think yeah. you know there is a threshold of you get what you pay for. So it's the quality of the windings for sure. Yeah. And I mean, this is this is um, it's a little bit like pickups. I think it's not quite mm. as it's not quite as easy to perceive, but it's the same kind of thing. Like it would sort of be like, well, I guess just saying pickups. It's not one pickup to another pickup, but it'd be like if you use the same magnets. And the same type of pickup, but like one was wound really well and one mm-hmm. was wound kind of crappy, something like that, or didn't have proper yeah, yeah. shielding, or who knows what. I, I don't know. I don't wind pickups. Fuck. <laughs> who are you talking to? <laughs> Frick. All right. Frick. All right. Next up. Next yeah. up. Oh, I know it. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. 
was like, I know the riff, but what is this from? This this gives you it got away. It? Yeah. You got yeah, it? Got what it. is it? It's the triple graph. It is a triple graph. I wanted to let it play long enough that, that you'd, yeah. you'd catch on. Because that's a yeah. long demo. I jumped it in is. in the middle of it. You cut off uh, right before the greatest part of it. <laughs> I can play the, more of it. Do you oh, yeah. Can, let it rip. Let's hear it. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Let's try to start. <laughs> that was such a fun demo. Somewhere near where I where I stopped it. Hold on. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Filthy. All those octaves. So good. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that was um, that was a fun. super fun demo. And uh, again, a showcase of friends, uh, a Tone Control Hall of Fame, uh, Copper Sound Pedals, and 37 Effects. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. that was so good. Anyway, okay. Okay, so... <laughs> From speaking of game changers, uh, from game from game changer audio, the Bigsby pedal. Yeah, Derek, man. What the fuck is this? It looks like they just took a Bigsby and slapped it onto a a, a pedal case. All right. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Moving on. So Let's do pedal game, genie. Game oh, changer what? audio are the guys that did the plasma coil. Right. They did that crazy reverb pedal that had the springs and the optical stuff in them. So this yep. is a, a pitch bendy pedal that is in partnership with Fender and Bigsby because Fender owns Bigsby now uh, to put okay. the, the Bigsby uh, whammy bar vibrato business into a pedal with an actual Bigsby arm on the yep. pedal itself that you're moving with your foot. But that's the actuator. Yeah, and there's a spring and everything. It looks yep. awesome. I think it looks, it's just got such a vibe. All their pedals, the stuff from Game Changer, has the look, right? It's got the stuff yeah. where you're like, what the fuck is that thing? And you want to know about <laughs> it. <laughs> but you're going to ask somebody what that is. Right. So it's Flashy. a Bigsby, Bigsby Vibrato um, pitch bendy pedal. It's got the Bigsby hardware on the top. It can do the subtle Bigsby thing, it's a, right? It's a pitch, it's, it's a pitch bendy. It's, <laughs> yeah. What do you, you got to know? So Bigsby's like the hardware itself on the, on the guitar itself is kind of known for a really subtle motion. It's uh, yeah. it's not dive bomby. It's not um, even equivalent to like Fender trims and so it's yeah. or vibratos. It's really chill, um, but they're they're great. They sound really cool. They're very natural sounding. So this can do that, but through DSP, which is handling all of this, of course, it oh, can okay. go to more extreme whammy settings. So like it you can get look like it's DSP, does it? Uh, oh, it is. <laughs> but <laughs> but right, I mean, so like, like the whole vibe is so it's so analog. It's extremely analog looking. It's yeah, all right, this heavy steel and stuff. Yeah, because like look, look at this thing, right? What are you gonna like? Your guitar strings don't run through this. They're on your guitar, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. You idiot. So <laughs> this uh, it can do the heavy duty whammy bar or like whammy pedal type stuff, like the Digitech whammy. Um, but what's really rad about it is like the spring, right? The spring on it is not mm -hmm. the pivot point. The pivot point is slightly behind that. So you can pitch down and up if you tip it above the the, oh. the axle there. So like you can. Oh, you can, so if you went to tow it, yeah, you could you actually, can, huh? Okay. Yeah. So or put it your almost, foot under it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It almost looks like if you picture a guitar with a Bigsby on it, and you were to. Uh, 
put the Bigsby behind, right near the back strap button, like out of the way of playing. That's kind of how the yeah. the arm is configured on the pedal. Right. When you swing it, like when you're going to put it in the case, you swing it away. Yeah, exactly. So you can push on the arm with your foot to get down pitching stuff. And then Andrew in the chat, so the fulcrum point isn't the heel. So, right. It's not a volume pedal. It's not a wah pedal type design. Uh, The fulcrum is very much in the middle of this thing or even honestly closer to the top. So you can, you can. Is it not inside the spring? The fulcrum is that axle right there, that thing. Okay, so is that what's yeah. reading, and then the spring is just holding it in place? I wondered if there was like a, if there was a, a sensor measuring how far in or out a post was, or something. Oh, good question. I don't actually know what where the sensor is or what's measuring it, but in the demo video on the site, they show the guy kind of leaning forward on it, and it's like yeah. it gets really filthy and well, awesome okay, sounding. So, so like, so what's your yeah. The, yeah, the fulcrum, like that bar, obviously, that's the point at which it's going to yes. rock back and forth. Yes. But it could it could still be measuring anywhere, I guess, inside that thing. Yeah, I'm not sure what's uh, what's in charge of listening to the change for that, but it's it's cool, man, and it's got it's just got like the look, you know. So it's got these three so controls bad. on the these three controls on the top that light up. The knobs are kind of they look like a mouse scroll wheel. Yeah, you know, they're, they're kind of out. Yeah, <laughs> they're kind of out of the way. There's so what it looks like. It says depth. Okay, uh, there's an easier to read shot. Is there somewhere? Well, because they describe it. I think. Oh, uh, oh shoot. So I got not. rate. The first one was rate. Uh, okay. Let's try to find this other shot. Damn. Depth and blend. Yeah. A blend in and the it middle. Looks yep. Like, yep. It looks like there's some secondary there's functions a, So there. you see a button right here in the... Uh, yep. can, can you see my mouse? Yeah. Okay, this yeah. button right here. So that must act, that's orange. So that must activate the second functions. Yeah, so um, this is not available yet. So it's, you can pre-orders are going to be coming the soon. The middle one is tone control. Hey, <laughs> I can't read the other one. I can't either. It's a little too out of focus. But um, go to the site, watch the video because it's awesome. the The type of music they play at first is like very classic guitars with Bigsby's on them type of music. You know, okay, stuff that really really shows off that traditional Bigsby feel. And then they just like flip the channel switch on the amp and go to town. And it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So it's uh, it's not up for pre-order yet, but it will be soon. Um, I think like if you get on their newsletter, you can have early access to that before it's really public public. Okay. Um, and delivery time is currently five to eight weeks. So they're, they're making them now and getting them out the door. So if this sounds like a thing you're into, uh, hurry up and, and figure out how to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the Bigsby oh. pedal. They just call it the Bigsby pedal. It's cool. Sweet. I love what they're doing. I love what yeah. they're doing. I, yeah. I, between the plasma thing and that reverb, you know, this. Like, yeah. This is hardware. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hardware manipulating software. So, sure, sure. Yeah, very good. All right. Um, well, I'll tell you what, then it's time for it's time for us to catch up with what's been going on with the genie. Uh, so buckle up. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. 
Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month, shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. <laughs> Perfect. Outstanding. <laughs> it's a, so we're recording on Wednesday. Like let's just mention this. We're recording a day early because I'm going to be out of town. Um, so the, the the chat is thin tonight. Let's be honest. Andrew's here, which we don't usually get, so that's great. And he did participate yeah. in the butts, which I love. Um, did I do the new- thing right? He says, "Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, baby, you know." So it. the thing is, like, there's there's kind of a, a threshold on the number of butt gifts that Discord can hold. <laughs> so like, you search butts. <laughs> Well, you search butts, you get a lot of the same stuff you always get. Right. You know? and, and it's, so you, it's tough you to say scroll butt, through. and then just fl- – so I, I, I switch to the trackpad at that point, and I just, just flick boom. the thing yeah. and just sh- – it's like roulette. Show me where I'm going to land. <laughs> yeah. You got to search a bunch of other stuff too, like booty, buns, ass. Oh. Like there's a million See, different options. Pro. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pro butt giffer. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes. Uh, great job, everybody. Thanks, Pedal Genie. You guys are cool. So you want to talk about pedals? Um, yeah. So, so you've been sitting on one for a whole long like a time. Month. Yeah. Like such longness. I've been sitting on this uh, Randy's Revenge ring modulator from Fairfield Circuitry for yeah. a while. And here's the thing. I raced up here to start this podcast and didn't set up my rig to play it here on the show. <laughs> so I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. It's just it's <laughs> <laughs> all of that time when we were troubleshooting the thing. I was like, "We're about to get started. I shouldn't go get it. I shouldn't go like plug everything in." <laughs> so I don't. I don't have it this week. Um, but what I can do is like, uh, and I'm going to be out of town this week for a, a wedding, so I don't have time to make a demo before <laughs> this episode goes live. So like, like I'm leaving tomorrow morning, and this goes live on Monday. Have, and, you, have you played it? I played it. For the not the last episode, but the one before that, um, the last one you were on before you took a break, yeah, uh, that was the most I've played it. Was that one little clip of like, here's here's the pedal I have, everybody, and it made some weird buzzy noises, and that's <laughs> that's oh. what I got. Wow. So that was eons ago. It was. I have not done a ton with this pedal. I feel really bad about that, but it's just sort of how um, the calendar has fallen for yeah. me lately. And uh, so I've got. Here's the thing, like. I love the style and the vibe of Fairfield circuitry stuff. Ring modulators, though, are such a weird kind of effect. And I don't, I want to yeah. look into what it is they're doing because this is doing something far more effective than this, my DoD gonculator. Oh, really? So you can make music out of the this Fairfield one, one? The Fairfield one uh, can sound good. It can do some really interesting ah. stuff that is sort of akin to tremolo. It can sort of do, uh, like, it can go so fast. Sorry, this one. It can go so fast that it turns into a ring modulator, right? It, it's mm, creating, okay. and, and then you can tune that thing, whereas the DoD FX-13 gonculator from 1996 or whatever this thing is, um, this has a, a ring to it that is in the key of B-flat. And that's just right. the ring it has. And I don't know if that's true for all of them or this one that I have. Um, so It also has you a know. weird whine in the background from the power 
being yeah, dirty. which is the which is that ring. It's the key of B flat, <laughs> or at least well, I, I think it was B flat. Yeah. Um, right. So the wine from the power is maybe coincidentally the same key as the ring. I, and the <laughs> I wonder if that's there's like a carrier frequency in there that's kind of causing it's everything sort of, to maybe. oscillate in that zone. Yeah. So this Fairfield one has a ton of controls, including the big one in the middle is frequency, and then volume, mix, and low pass filter. And then there's some mini toggles uh, that that change some other parameters. There's a high low, and there's a it says S O and S square sign, square sign S Q. That's what it is. Yeah. Then there's like a CV control in and out. Uh, it's very functional. Like there's a lot of stuff yeah. on this to make some cool sounds. What those with sounds the frequency are, control, like you'd be able to tune it to a song though. Because I mean that's the main failing with other ring mods yeah, that I've seen yeah. is like you you better like you better get with the pedal because the pedal's not going to get with you. Right, right. Um, the thing about the gonculator is it's a ring mod and a distortion pedal in one, and you can blend okay. the two. So, like, that's when it gets really thrashy and and like it's designed to sound disgusting, right? That that's mm. the thing about ring mods is they're often they sound really tinny and kind of clashy and weird. Um, but this Fairfield one has that has taken account for that basically. Like, you can tune it more or less, to what you want to do. And you can slow it down so much that it does some really cool stuttery things. So anyway, this is all to say I don't have uh, a ton of experience with it and I don't have time to do a demo for this episode, but I will try to do one soon. And maybe we'll get it in the in a future episode right. or something like that. Right. So um, Fairfield Circuitry appears to be a Canadian company because all their prices are in Canadian dollars. This is 389 Canadian yeah. Which is like a lot, and yeah. uh, it's approximately 310 US. Still a lot, and a uh, lot. ring mods are not one of the uh, pillars of guitar effects. I think is safe <laughs> to say. So, you know, Fairfield Circuitry is a cool company, and their pedals are are kind of bespoke. You know, they've got a great look, the stamped case and all that stuff. And I get a real homemade vibe from this. However, unless you love ring mods, that is prohibitively expensive. I think I wouldn't. It's a luxury. It's a luxury, right? Um, This costs more than this vintage DOD gonculator is going for currently. So yeah. Like what's that? What's that about? (laughs) Well, but it's obviously it's a much better pedal. (laughs) It's a way better pedal. Yes, of course. Um, The the gonculator, like, so I have that here with me and I'm talking about that because I've had this pedal for, uh, gosh, almost. I've known you. Yeah. So 16 years and give or take, I've had this, I think. Yeah. So um, it's, um, it sounds bad. Like, I'll be honest with you. It just doesn't sound good, but it's like. It is. <laughs> I mean, but people it's a know bad that pedal, like, but it's well. I don't think it's a bad pedal, but it sounds bad. <laughs> it puts the T in subtle. You know what I mean? So it's. Uh, <laughs> people love this. Love the Gonculator because of uh, the album Science by Incubus. So like this album, yeah. this pedal is all over that record, and it sounds like that clashy thing from the song Glass, and it's it's cool. Um. But I have it here because I did want to, when I do have the whole setup with the guitar track and all that, I do want to 
plug it in quickly and demonstrate a different ring mod because I, I don't often yeah. have a weird type of pedal to demo one that I also have in sure. the house. So sure. anyway, we'll do that another time. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, then I'm going to switch over to uh, – hold on. I'm on the wrong screen here. This MFR. Holy uh, shit. This this is what I got, kids. Um, and I just opened this. Like, this has been sitting here for, like, a solid month. Um, wow. I don't know. This thing looks like the, the inside right, of a Soviet-era like, <laughs> I'm not sure what the right move is here. Uh, honestly, if I – so, so th- here's the thing. This is a compressor. Um, it is a dual compressor. It okay. is either um, – it, it, it's uh, it's it's either uh, um, multi-band or stacked. Okay, okay, so I can explain more about that. Um, I'm starting to like. I didn't actually get my guitar off the wall. Actually, bass might be a better thing to to demo this with. Um, but I'm wondering, like, maybe like I'll talk about this a little bit. Uh, I have not plugged it in, but I can tell you what it's supposed to do. I, the thing is, like, I'm sure it does what it's supposed to do. I really don't feel like this is the kind of pedal that. Um, well, here's the thing. Like, when I've com- tried to demo <laughs> compressors in the past, it's it's like, what am I showing you? I'm showing you nothing. Like, this is something that you, frankly, as a guitarist, you have to feel. Yes. And um, I use all the time in mixing. I feel like, I feel like this pedal is really better for for bass, more for bass than guitar. Because I I can't think of when I would need to use this kind of compression with either this amount of compression that would be achievable with a system like this mm-hmm. or um you know the, or, or or just the amount of compression would just be crazy to be using on a guitar but for bass um okay so it's a it's a a, a, a multi-band compressor so if we're, we look here we can see uh oh look at that i can zoom right in um Okay, so threshold and ratio. How much should I talk about compression? Should I just do? Should we just start at the beginning with compression I mean, a little bit? Let's do a quick. Uh, yeah, let's do right? a little bit because I'm routinely confused by compression. Okay, so so what compression is doing um, is you are uh, when the sound goes over a certain level, that's called the threshold. It the the that level gets reduced mm-hmm. down okay, to so, the threshold, right? by the ratio gets reduced by the ratio okay, so it okay. still goes above the threshold unless your ratio is infinite right okay. so if if your ratio is two to one then if your uh, threshold is minus 10 if your signal goes to minus 12 the signal that comes out of the compressor compressor is minus 11 or sorry i shouldn't be saying minus um if it, it I, I got it backwards if you if your threshold's minus 10 and your signal goes to eight to minus eight mm-hmm. then actually nine is what's going to come out of the compressor. So because it's two to one, every two dBs above the threshold you go, only one dB comes out of the compressor. Oh, okay. All right. right? Yes. Yes, okay. I'm with you. So that is basically what a compressor is doing. So at the end of the day, um, you are squishing down your loud parts and then you need to raise the whole thing back up in order to get an overall level boost. Or really like I like to do is really I want to keep it in the middle. I actually, I want the level boost to sort of match how much I'm reducing. And then all I'm doing is reducing the width of those dynamics. Okay. okay. So, yep. um, so what we typically have is your threshold setting. So this is where the compressor is going to start to kick in. And then we have the ratio uh, that is by how much it's going to be reduced. So you see this, this pedal, we can go one to one, which means it's going to do no compression whatsoever. Mm-hmm. 
uh, or infinite to one. So this is a brick wall limiter. Nothing <laughs> okay. will ever get louder than the threshold. Okay. Okay. And then we have gain for for makeup. Okay. Mm-hmm. For or and that you could even reduce it. Um, we've got some other controls in here which are a little fancier. So knee. And we've got H and S for hard and soft. So this is sort of, if you can imagine on a graph what's happening when it hits that threshold and sort of starts to level off, the knee actually causes a curve to happen there. So you'll actually get a little bit of compression starting to happen before the threshold, and it won't really get to full compression until a little bit after the threshold. So that probably helps it feel a little bit more natural. A little bit less, like, effecty. Less right? so you can hear it. It's usually okay. like it, there's a little bit of, it, it has some give to it. Sounds kind of more natural. Um, typically, older compressor circuits had a softer knee mm-hmm. okay. um, for the most part. And then we've got timing, fast or slow. Um, so that's this other switch down there, FS. Um, because this is there's also this quality of how quickly a compressor is going to kick in and how quickly it's going to let go. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the timings on a compressor, sometimes you'll see in milliseconds and those milliseconds are actually the, the time that it's going to take the compressor to get to two thirds of its total effectiveness. <laughs> so it gets really complicated, but you don't really have to think about it that much unless you're really that, trying to get I've into seen, the weeds. That's what I've seen labeled as attack and release, correct? Right. Right. Okay. And so if my attack time is hundred milliseconds, it actually is, it's going to take hundred milliseconds for my compressor to achieve about two thirds of its total effectiveness. And then on release, if it's also hundred milliseconds, it'll, after I go below the threshold again, it's going to take that hundred milliseconds to get to two thirds of fully released. Okay. Uh, I don't know why it's like that, but that it might, it must have something to do with the way the circuits get built in actual analog circuitry. Mm. Uh, Cause this is where this was created. Wow. And obviously nowadays you could have instant timings yeah. in digital, um, but this is just sort of the system we use. Okay, but there's more going on here because we've actually got two compressors in this pedal. Um, uh, let's skip the things in the middle. So we have another side that's exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, another threshold ratio, and then we've got um, meters at the top, so you can you can measure your um, uh, signal and stuff. Yeah. Okay, um, so crossover and mix. So the two knobs in the middle are... I can zoom out so we can see the whole pedal. So those two knobs in the middle, crossover and mix. Um, uh, So the crossover is going to choose the frequency where one side of the compressor stops paying attention and the other one's going to take over. Uh Uh, So this is like bandpass. So if this is the same thing that's going on in speakers that have multiple kinds of speakers in them, like a horn versus... Mm the rest of the speakers, there's a crossover. Um, a subwoofer is going to have a crossover. It's basically just filtering out everything else. And in this case, we're filtering so that everything below the crossover point goes mm-hmm. to one side of the compressor and the other side. So you can compress your lows different from your highs. This cool. is the this is a great function for bass. I use this all the time. I would probably set this crossover fairly low, maybe 100 or 80, like really low on this particular knob. Um because I want the lows of my bass to be always there. So I'd be like strongly yep. compressing those and maybe leaving everything else much more alone. Um, that's how I like to do a lot of bass a lot of the time so that it, my bass always feels thunderous, even if they're mm-hmm. playing higher on the neck. Um, that helps to kind of reinforce that. Um, so then I haven't read anything about this pedal. I'm really just looking at the face of it because these are all like words that I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. So so here we have uh, in the middle th- this little tiny switch sidechain filter. Um, 
N and LD. We're going to have to look up what that is, folks. Um, Goodness gracious. Okay, so the sidechain filter, what a sidechain filter does, oh, I see it's a three-way, N, L, and D. Huh. Okay, what a sidechain filter does is it changes the what's in the detector circuit of a compressor. So if you think about it, there are two pathways in any compressor. There's the one that the signal is actually flowing through that you hear, and then there's a, a split comes off of that, and that gets detected. And that's how the, how the compressor knows when something goes over the threshold or not. So mm. you can apply a filter to that detector circuit so that it's only listening to maybe nothing below 100 hertz. So it's only going to get triggered by higher frequencies than that. Or maybe we'd flip it the other way around. So I wonder if NLD. Oh, man, I really want to know what that is. Compeak 101. Uh, Holy crap. (laughs) Look at all the different things. And these are all going to explain. So this has a a VCA compressor. That means voltage-controlled amplifier. Don't worry about that. Threshold range, sidechain filter. Uh, okay, so normal sidechain filter roll-off curve. So it's actually listening more. They're all listening more strongly to the high frequencies, but it's pretty linear after that. Uh, put it on low, and it filters off some lows, and then deep filters off more. Interesting. So these are oh, filtering lows, manual. and it's sort of like how... Oh, my God. The manual <laughs> is insane. What is that thing called? That... Uh, that uh... The pedal, the con- no, no, no. Sorry, the that control. Oh, the sidechain filter. No, the three-way one that you're trying to learn the name of. That's the sidechain filter. Yeah. Oh. So what the three-way does is in normal mode, it it hears things oh, yes, mostly okay. no- normal. Uh, low filtering would be you see that with this red line, it's reducing some of the lows that it's mm-hmm. listening to, and with deep, it's reducing even more of the lows that it's listening to. That's another way to make a compressor less audible because typically the low frequencies are going to be really powerful. So if your compressor isn't responding to the low thumps in your guitar so much, mm. then or your whatever instrument you're playing into it, um, then it'll have this sort of smooth volume leveling effect. Um, especially acoustic guitars when i've used those with compressors a lot of times if you if that if that compressor is hearing the lows too much you'll hear this like this like pumping kind of sound in the compressor because mm. it's triggering too much from the the big lows that can be in an acoustic guitar this is crazy um, pants this is crazy okay. pants so i also this seems like an incredibly powerful compressor pedal it does and then okay so then let's go back up because it doesn't stop there we've got um We've got a mix between wet and dry, also a very Good. handy thing to have. Uh, trim control, minus 9 to plus 6 dB over the whole signal. And then we've got these things. We've got uh, low saturation, low cut, and low level, and then high saturation, high cut, high level on the other side. So you can make wow. general EQ adjustments, including filters and sh- what looks like shelves. I should I should go find these. Holy shit. Um, What, so that whatever that's pictured is is a smaller version. That's a Looks different like a, version, isn't it? Yeah. Huh. Um, now I'm reading on the site here of kind of an interesting detail. You can order this product in the USA because this is listed in euros. Yeah. Uh, you can order this product in the USA from Gear Hero HQ, which is the uh, parent company. I don't even. That's probably not correct, but it's the guitar shop that Pedal Genie operates out of. Oh, I'm, I'm fairly sure. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, so it is. They're, the, they're the dealer in the U.S. for yeah. Bicos or yeah. So um, nice. Yeah. So there's a, a partnership here well, with no, the folks that also no run. No wonder Pilgrim. I have this. No wonder. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's this is crazy that like we don't talk about compressor pedals very much because, like you said, they're notoriously hard to demo. Yeah. And however, this is insane. And, like and this not, is not not. Uh, the 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 amount that guitarists use them is not commensurate with how difficult they are to understand and demo and explain. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they're just not a thing that we need all that much. Most of us in Helix, I have a, a compressor on the output of my signal, like at the very end, the last last possible block before anything goes out of the mm-hmm. thing is a compressor, and it's just just evening out well, a little bit. That's an okay bit. place to put it, but that's after yeah. the amp and everything, right? It's after everything. Yeah, it's right. it's just a little bit of smoothing out. And I like it. It just sort of gives it a little bit of lift, it gives it a little bit of something. Yeah. Um so this is crazy though. Like this is Okay, so here's what's going phew. on. So this is the Twain edition of this pedal. Uh, apparently in, there's yeah. a, there's also a Stella edition and there's also something that isn't either of those. So the tape saturation and low and high cut filters are available on the Stella and Twain compressors. Okay. Um, so it's designed to act only on the dry signal. That's the tape saturation. Wow. Um, and then it can be mixed with the wet compressed signal. So harmonic distortions happen to the dry and then you mix that back with your compression. Um this is one of those then things. There's a that bunch feels of charts like, <laughs> like with no filters. Here it is with some filter and so on and so forth. Wow. This feels like kind of like should we theoretical. Use when tape saturation is used. <laughs> if I click like, on these, oh, I see. These are bigger. It's only showing me a little bit of the. Oh, okay, okay. So he's this, using. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> this feels like it's kind of theoretical, right? Like it's, but it's. I know it's true. Like this is what happens in these in this box, but. It's crazy to think about, like the, how much is yeah. in this thing. So, I'm looking here. Supposedly, you can you can make these stacked as well instead of just instead of a crossover. So you can make one compressor flow into the other compressor. So the output of one would wow. feed the input of the next, um, which is like that. That's you can do that where like one oh, compressor. Oh, there's a could switch be, on the side. Is that what that is? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Look, D, DB and stack. It's a little push button. Cool. STK. Dual band or stacked. Okay. So, okay. So then if you, so dual band, I explained like I'm compressing my lows, but I'm not compressing my highs, or at least I'm mm-hmm. doing it differently. Um, with, with stacked, they, one flows into the other. So then one compressor could be uh, just grabbing peaks, like really loud peaks, and perhaps cutting them off completely. And then the other one could be a much more subtle thing. Mm. Cool. Um, that's, that's a common thing that I do sometimes. Three hundred fifty-nine bucks. bucks. Yeah, three hundred fifty-nine bucks from GearHero.com. It's exclusive to Gear Hero and our folks at Pedal Genie. Yeah. Wow, this is a hell of a I thing. Should change that in our notes because I wrote a different price down. Uh, you probably wrote down the Euro price, which is two eighty-nine. No, I wrote down the conversion from the Euro price, but they oh. probably have some shipping and stuff involved, and and so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna quote. What I decided okay. the pedal should cost because I'm not ordering it while being in Europe and <laughs> yes, paying yes, for yes. it with euros. So it's a wild piece of gear, man. Oh my god, I I feel anyway. I, I hope I hope nobody's too disappointed that they're not getting pedal demos today. But like, do you want me to plug this in? Like, what do you think is going to happen if I do that? Uh, you know? No, I think we because can move on. because that's the thing. This would be awesome if I could 
put it after my helix. You know what yeah, I mean? And yeah. like, and then feed you guys that and be like, oh, look what happens when I X, Y, Z. Um, but that's not the way my setup's configured right now. I would have to switch a bunch of stuff around. No, um, no, no. Like, no, you're good. Even then, you'd, I'd be like, now here's what you should be listening for. It's really subtle. Like, right, which we're not going to hear in Discord tonight. And like, <laughs> make you know, sure your YouTube is on high quality. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, this sounds, I can really hear the compression great on my iPhone. <laughs> yeah, I know. No Dude, okay. My whole thing these days is like reading the comments section for people that complain about tone on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it sounds yeah. awesome. But this pickup demo sounds great on your iPhone with nothing plugged into it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Well, okay. Well, here I'll just we'll say we'll say thanks thanks again to Pedal Genie. Um, sign up. And you can even buy this pedal from them, and it's great. Yeah, you can. Pedal Genie going for as little as $20 a month these days. Not too shabby. That's the uh, that's the Flex, where you... Right. Um, $16 round trip for each shipment. So right. basically, you keep the pedal as long as you... Oh, I see. I see how that works. You keep the yes. pedal as long as you want. Um, and When you're uh, ready to send it back, you got to pay for shipping. Um, yeah. Which still yeah. like this, so you're you're looking at almost forty bucks at that rate mm-hmm. per pedal. That's still a hell of a lot cheaper than any you know well, than, than any of these pedals pedal, we talked if about. If you're today. doing one pedal a month, though, yeah, that's the thing, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like it really, like if you just get the and and you can talk to them. Like if they don't have the exact pedal you want to try, like if if that that's a great pedal rental actually oh yeah uh, that's a great pedal rental rate now that i think about it the flex you know i need a certain pedal and i need it for three months mm. i'm gonna get a flex subscription i'm gonna pay uh, uh eight bucks I, to send eight, it to you eight bucks to send it back and then 20 bucks yeah, a month so to like, rent it yeah so like 16 plus 20 uh, for each month that i have it that's a great deal that's a great deal yeah and, and they could definitely make sure they have the thing you actually want before you um, yeah. Before you start that, anyway, love it. Love it's, just, it. it's a totally different thing that I'd never even thought of before. So, um, yeah, cool. All right, um, I think we got one more news item. Yeah, we uh, do. Don't we? All right, try this out for size. Some trim has to be one of yours. I think so too. It's some trim with a variable rate on yeah, something. Yeah, so it must be something was expressed, right? Yeah, and it sounded like a, a sawtooth wave. Also, mm-hmm. I don't know. It wasn't the Loma Prieta, was it? It wasn't. So because I don't have an expression parabola. Oh yeah, Caroline. Oh man, they make great stuff. Did that have an expression built into it? It's got a havoc switch, and like the, all their pedals have what's called a oh, havoc switch, yeah. and, and it's like a momentary thing that does something specific to that pedal. I wonder if that's what you're using. Then. Must have been so, like on a delay, for example, it would self oscillate if you push and hold that, or oh, other things it can do other stuff. So, right. yeah, um, cool. Okay, um, so here's what's going on now from Sure, Sure, Sir, Sure, Sir, Sir. Why did I put an S H in it, Sir? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, Discovery analog delay from Sir. Sir. Um, Sir. I like the look. It's got a cool vibe. Yeah, it's it's like a mix of 
Well, the vibe works very well for analog delays because it's making mm. me think about like echo, uh, uh, like the what's that? Fucking oh, thing? like a um, space echo or something space like that. Space echo, exactly. Yeah. The, the way those knobs are and stuff. Yes, the big knob. Yeah. So uh, it's an analog delay. Sir has made pedals in the past. They make distortion pedals and stuff like that, and, and they're very good. This is their first uh, venture into something like this. I mean, holy smokes, look at this thing. Holy smokes. Yep. Oh, so look at that it, price tag. Right, we're going to talk about that. So, <laughs> so this is built with four reissue MN3005 Bucket Brigade chips, which means you have loads of custom, customization. 127 okay. preset banks is one of those things. Like, so you can, this is that thing that we like Jesus. where it's the the digital control of analog stuff, oh, okay. right? So you can restore all these presets and stuff. It's got tap tempo, which this is the best thing, and I wish all manufacturers would follow this, averages your last four taps. Oh. Okay, I had a I had a negative reaction to that when you first said it, but I'm coming around in these Ooh, in the no, following I like seconds. It. I, so okay. here's here's the thing, right? I I mistook a tempo off of our uh, Delaney song roster when loading in my Helix the other day. Yeah, and my tempo was incorrect, so I'm tapping it in. So you had to tap it I, in like some idiot. I had to tap it in like an idiot, and it's <laughs> I was I I resulted in like three BPM off, and okay. I checked it after the song and stuff, but I'm wondering now if I if the machine had averaged that for me, would I have well, been okay, closer? What was the tempo? Uh, I, I needed like 133, and I hit 130. Oh, so something three like three when you're already over 130. Yeah, so it was small change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and with a delay repeat, that's like two repeats. It didn't matter, but yeah, yeah. I still love that idea. Okay, right, because because uh, without that, it's really only taking the distance between your last two. Last two. And and I would yeah. tap multiple times to get myself in that rhythm and make sure right. that I myself am as accurate Once as possible. Once you're hitting it good, yeah. Yeah. I love that idea, though, averaging the last four. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I was I was um, you so can, wrong to you have can a still, negative reaction. <laughs> you that. can still do the thing where you hit it more than four times to get in the zone yeah. of being accurate. And then it's going to... But gonna, it's doing the same thing too. It's getting in your zone while you're yeah, getting in the song yeah. zone. Love it. Uh, <laughs> so it's got subdivisions uh, for all the good ones. Quarter note, eighth note, dotted eighth. There's also a thing that says and third. none of the garbage. <laughs> it's got a 16th note subdivision. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, there's one that says a third too, which is very interesting to me. I'm is curious. Triplets? What, must be. Um, Isn't it? Quarter note triplet, maybe. I would also love to see dotted quarter on this thing because dotted quarter is killer. Dotted quarter needs to well, be okay. all over the place. One, three, it, would that is be. Is that dotted quarter uh, that's not essentially? Three over one. Dotted quarter. We've got dotted well, the quarter. The trouble is that yeah. got, dotted quarter doesn't doesn't loop over the same way. I would think that that was triplet, three in the space of one. Maybe it is, maybe. Well, no, because in Helix, I can set dotted quarter or quarter note triplet. So they're technically different. I wish I had well, my, I, my no, shit plugged sorry, in. I know that those are different. I'm just saying like the way that they've, they've shown, hold on. But they've shown it, it as one over three. Yeah. So they've got. Why does one, why does one eighth have, have a D next to it? That's for dotted eighth. A dotted eighth note repeat versus regular. Well, then I regular. guess we know that one over three isn't a dotted quarter because it otherwise right, it's right. a D D quarter. So I think that's triplet. Or triplet, is it going to? Yeah. Or is it going to do a division as though you're playing in three instead of four? Like a polyrhythm. 
Right. So it would infer your tempo, but divide that into a third from whatever you feed it. Oh, man. I think we got to hear this to know. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, it's got the screen. You can still on it. feed it a proper BPM as well. Yeah, right. So it's got the screen on it, which you can set to display the preset bank, BPM, or milliseconds in delay time, and that can go from forty to eleven hundred milliseconds, which is a nice huge range for an That's analog 11. delay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it can go really quite quite long, which is great. So I love I love seeing that. Um, high and low cut controls, as well as modulation with three wave types to choose from. There's a regen control, um, switchable true or buffered bypass, 18 volt power supply included. So there's like a bunch of oh, stuff happening right. here. Yeah, like it's a, they're really oh, by pulling the way, this, out the stuff. This runs up to 18 volts too. I didn't mention that. Oh, the compressor? Um, which matters for a compressor. Cool. Dynamics. Okay, so back to cool, the cool. thing. Yeah, back to the <laughs> surf discovery. 18 volt power supply included and like it's just uh it's an elegant design i like it it's kind of retro mm-hmm. but it seems easy to understand and it, it's oh, it's designed with modern uh yeah you know pedal stuff in mind um i'm immediately f- not confused by this in the way that i'm confused by uh, <laughs> yeah. uh Bliss. <laughs> well i'm actually i was thinking of strymon too even strymon, strymon like yeah. i kind of look at things and go okay like I know I have to hold some things and get into the blah, 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 but it's, bit, it's yeah. not this. Like, this feels more surfaced to me. And, and it's like because this, they're willing to write all over their case. This, you know? well, Strymon sort of does this too, but it, it's the intimidation of that third switch and, and stuff like that. So <laughs> I think, yeah. uh, and, the, and the Strymon stuff also has multiple delay types, and this is just an analog delay. So oh, sure. this, this thing is... Like you don't need the presets, right? It, it can do all of its crazy sounds without the presets. And then if it's if you want to get into that, those menus are there. You can do all of that. Um, the Strymon yeah. thing is more intended to thrive with presets. So maybe that's the sure, difference. Sure, sure. It's that rotary encoder and stuff. When I went to try to yeah. program them and and not having my head into, I've only like used a Strymon for like 30 minutes twice. And yeah. it was like, I needed to get something done with it in those 30 minutes. You know what I mean? I have so it's the, a bad, yeah. bad situation. So I have the timeline and I, when I got it, it was like, first thing I got to do is open the manual and I need yeah. to read about this pedal and how it works before I even plug that sucker in. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I did because now I know it and it feels very comfortable, but it, I know what you mean. Like this is a surface level. You see it and understand it as a guitarist, lizard brain person, you get it, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it's 550 bucks. Okay. 500. That's a shitload of money. That, that is a that is a very <laughs> expensive pedal. Uh, I've got some comparisons here, okay? Yeah. It's $100 more than the Strymon Timeline. It's $150 more than the Bondi um, Artvan delay. It's $250 more than the Source Audio Nemesis delay. There's tons of great delays out there. You know, true analog or digital or whatever, or, you know, just this is a lot of money, 550 bucks for a pedal, for a delay. That is for sure. And a lot of people look at stuff like, (laughs) God damn it, Justin. (laughs) A lot of people look at stuff like the Strymon, (laughs) whether it's the LCAP or the Timeline uh, or stuff from Bondi, the Art Van and things like Source Audio as like top shelf, right? That is kind of the yeah. end of delays as a category. 
So these right. these kinds of brands. When so, you're beating them on their price. Yeah. Right. You know. Like for Sir to come in, a guitar company, not a pedal company. They do make pedals, but I, I primarily yeah. know Sir as a guitar company and to be charging almost six hundred dollars for an analog delay, right? For Okay, so is is that why? Is it because well, it's, Strymon it's, isn't a true analog delay? Well, Bondi is, and it's 150 bucks more than that. Does, I mean, what's, so the, the, what's the, the feature comparison like, though? Are they, are right. they in the same well, ballpark? It's got, it's got tap tempo. It's got subdivisions, the, the art van. Um, it's got some modulation. I don't th- – uh, it doesn't have – no, it does have presets. I, I don't actually own one, but it's people in the chat who are not here tonight because it's Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> we, we, there's a few people in the Discord that own an art van, and I, I'm sure can okay. speak up to this when the episode comes out. Um, I don't know if it's got 127 presets, but like it's, it's a USB enabled pedal. It's got some stuff about it that you can go in and customize. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I, I don't know. Is it going after that kind of market? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Um, the modulation section is different. I guess like the art van doesn't have the high and low pass. I think, um, it's got the speed and depth or, or whatever other modulation controls, but the high cut and low cut, maybe, I don't know. But like the Strymon stuff has all that. Um, it's not true analog, so to speak, but mm. Strymon's also like a real player in this space. So I I, I don't think that really matters. Yeah. If it's not true analog. Well, it, it wouldn't, I mean, for somebody, it probably matters. Sure. For somebody. I don't know if that's total, that's justified, but for somebody, but yeah, that's, that's a lot. Um, it's also got MIDI in nice, and out. And, yeah. it, it would be really tough for me for this kind of effect. Like uh, for me, like I agree with you, like the, the something like a Strymon or like the, um, the Eventide thing, Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, for, for things like modulations, delays, time, bait, like I want a box that's going to like do that for me. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I would want it to be, to be a, a digital because they can yeah. sound analog enough for me, I'm certain, and ha- be able to have all this other stuff. You know, trying to make something that is actually analog but also has that other stuff is either is so- somewhere in the range of between impossible and expensive. So I don't know. Right. It doesn't that doesn't and, matter to me personally. And if I'm in the order of spending hundreds of dollars for a delay pedal. I like a lot of delay sounds. I like the variability of delays and stuff like Timeline or even the Line 6 DL4 or the TC Flashback X4, that kind of stuff. Mm, yeah. It's got all these other types of delay built in, whether it's digital, digital yeah. with mod, swells, that kind of stuff. That's all fun to have, and I enjoy having that, and it's cheaper. You know, it's right. – it's so, I don't know. I bet the Discovery sounds incredible. I have no doubt that it yeah. sounds fucking great. But $100 However, better than Strymon? And, right, I use these these features that Strymon has that this pedal does not have a lot. Yeah, well, so, I mean, that's it right there. <laughs> so for me, it's it's kind of a no-brainer. Still, would probably have a load of fun yeah. with the Sir pedals, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, man. True. Truth. Truth. Okay. Five fifty. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Five fifty. All right. So 
where does that leave us? Um, leaves us with Su- some suggestions suggestion of the week. Of the week. All right. Have- so I, I have not been on a show since we've <laughs> since you started your glorious new segment, suggestions yeah. of the week. Now, give me the ground rules. Bring me up to just speed. Just like something you're into that you want to share, right? Something and that you it has think to be actually good, or can we just well, fuck with people? I mean, <laughs> okay, never mind. That was a. No, I'm saying it doesn't, but um, <laughs> um, the, the the ground rules are that it can be guitar-related, but it certainly doesn't have okay. to be. Mine is not, so. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. All right. All right. What do you, what, 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 what do you got here? I'll do mine. So, oh, this is a link. Oh yeah. So on, uh, a little while ago, I got this. Uh, hang on. I got this footrest for under my desk. It's kind of covered in some dog hair. People in the chat can see. Um this is like a just a foam thing wrapped in like a almost like a velour kind of like a, a plushy kind of fabric, and yep. it's got a grippy bottom and it just chills oh, on my to... floor, and it's a just... friggin' it's a footrest. It's a little like not not an ottoman, but it's just a little thing. It's a foot. To put... It's a fottoman. <laughs> <laughs> that you heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> Uh, but it's just a little footrest for, I work from home now, so I don't wear shoes ever. My shoes think I died. And, uh, it's, it really helps with things like my posture and my general comfort throughout the work day. So if you sit at a desk a lot, I would encourage some kind of, uh, you know, it's this half moon shape. Um, and then what's cool is you can flip it over too. And then like you have a flat surface to pitch on and like rocks. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then this, it's like two segments you can kind of see, um, that are just attached by Velcro, so you can sh- you can lower it if you want. Oh, okay, that's an extra chunk. I get you. Yep. Um, and I just yeah, that's good. I sit with this, my feet on this for. Geez, I've been in this room a lot today. I sit with the, mm-hmm. my feet on this for twelve hours a day, and it's it's great. I um I move it around. It's lightweight because you know sometimes I'm leaning back in my chair, sometimes I'm sitting very upright, and I can just like kick it around under my desk very comfortably. Yeah. And it's just a little gets my feet off the ground. And uh, well, alters changing my positions, yeah, keeping your posture good, yeah, like you want to have, um, you know, basically like your legs level. You're not getting that pinch on the bottom of mm-hmm. your legs and stuff like this. I mean, we assume, you know, if you're going to be spending all day in your chair, having a good chair. Yeah, and I have a nice chair, and I like that a lot. Um, however, just a little something to like. Just get your feet up, you know. So they make yeah. hammocks, like a little under desk hammock, similar kind of thing. I like this because it's a little more movable and it's not just mm-hmm. stuck to one position. So this is all to say, if you work at a desk all day, consider something for your feet. It's kind of Andrew's got one here in the chat. He says it pivots. Yeah. It's hard plastic, but that like if you got if you're working in an office and you got shoes on, same kind of right. deal. Mine is cushy and soft because I wear socks all day. But it's a uh, it's a nice thing. I'm, I'm using it right now. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, my suggestion. And, and I mean, that goes for not just like desks and stuff too. Like um, like people have standing desks and stuff mm-hmm. now or or the switchables. Um, and if it's, if you're not like having like a treadmill desk, then you want to be able to like put your, put one foot up on something. Yeah. And, like a and bar. And to change that back or, and forth. Yeah. yeah. Like, and when I was, 
doing work that had to be like over a table and stuff like that. For one thing, just having the table high enough so you're not bending too far at the waist, but also just being able to put a foot up on things some mm. of the time um, is just does wonders for the hell that that kind of thing can can be on your back. And so this is like the the seated version of that, right? It's yeah, you know, yeah, it's nice. Great. I I enjoy it a lot. I've used it every day since I've gotten it. So yeah, just these little things. Yeah. You know, a lot of us work from home now, so. Um, yep. And I'm working from home now permanently. So this is a, a an affordable but kind of luxurious upgrade to the home office, you know? Makes mm-hmm. it far more mm-hmm. comfortable to chill out in here. So, yeah, that's my suggestion of the week. Uh, right on. Um, I should probably have thought of one. That's okay. I meant to mention it to you sooner, and if, if you don't have one, that's fine. You've had a little bit of how a about, hectic time. <laughs> how about uh, livers? Keep them. They do good stuff. No, no, actually. Shout no, out right, to right. livers, everybody. Let's hear it for livers. They do a lot. <laughs> the suckers, they, oh, man. Um, I don't know. Keep keep your keep your body strong because when you're 69, you might have to go yeah. through a thing. And if you've kept your body, you know, move your body. Move your body. Take care of it a bit. And um, it can it can save you later on. <laughs> That's a pro when, tip. When part of your body tries to kill you, you can make it through that. Yeah. That's so a, it's it's a serious but very good point. <laughs> it is, and it's well, it, it's gonna it's gonna keep going. That's never gonna leave you. It's never gonna leave you that you need to you'll you'll feel better if you move your body. I mean, I know like I I I do um I work from home obviously too, and most days I don't have anyone here and I'm working on things remotely and I take breaks and exercise around here. Um, if, you know, dog walks and taking them for runs and stuff like that sometimes when, when that fits in, but I just have, I have like free weights. They're, they're right there. Mm-hmm. I keep, I, I, I don't move them unless somebody comes over and I don't want to look like that guy, but like I have them laying around <laughs> here because I just like spin around and do that for a few minutes, mm-hmm. uh, several times throughout the day. And, and if I don't, if I get busy and like, I, I just like my head's down and I have one of those days where I end bleary eyed cause I haven't looked up the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I will feel more tired the next day, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't doing as much. Right. Mm-hmm. And then if I don't do that, if, if something goes on and I don't do it for a week, that's when I start like waking up with a backache. So it's like, yeah. it's, it's, you know, there's a, I think there are people out there who think about it the opposite way. It's like, Oh man, I'm going to stress myself and then my body's going to ache. And it's like, well, not, not so not much. Really. Not if yeah. you're not if you're actually like continuous about it. So yeah, I'm trying to be better about that. It's hard for me. I'm very busy at work, so it's hard mm-hmm. for me to like. I'm, I'm just always in like the. Oh, I'll just do one more thing. I'll just I'll just kind of get yeah. through this next thing, and then I'd end up not breaking as I should. And trying to be better about that. You know, starting next week when I come back from this little vacation, I'm hoping to kind of like use it as a little reset. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Sweet. Um, well. I'm glad to be back on a podcast and um I was just going to go look for our for our shout outs the oh uh it's it's fine cuz I can just scroll down to a few episodes ago and find it <laughs> and then watch cuz otherwise I'm going to forget to up. put them in the published episode which I don't want to do so all right everybody um thanks for watching and listening um Glad this basically worked. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, 
come come join us in Discord. Uh, Discord.io slash Tone Control uh, will bring you directly to us a free invitation to a free Discord server where you can uh, chill and hang out and talk to us and talk to everybody else that's there. And if you want to be a supporter of the show, go to patreon.com slash Tone Control. The Tone Control, that's what I said. Get it, get it right. And uh, become a patron for as little as uh, $1 a month. And we'll shout out your name on the show. And thank you graciously. And if you want to donate more than $1 a month, uh, for as little as $2 a month, you will be a supporter plus and you get to hang out in the special secret areas of Discord, which includes where we record this show. And uh, listen live and the stuff inky like that. shadows of Discord, <laughs> <laughs> the CD back channels, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, thanks to our patrons: Matthew Fenslaw, Risenwolf, Jamie Evans, Jeffrey Wright, Doug King, Doug Gann, Righteous Ryan Johnson, Steve Huffman, Jonas Sabatini, Enrico Gira Bilbo, Andrew <laughs> Walsh from Andrew Zalco, yeah, OG man. friend of the show. Brian Rizzi, Doug Christ of 37FX, Sean Wright of Lollygagger FX, and Brian Gower and Kyle McIntyre of the Tone Jerks podcast. Heart to all of you? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Thanks. Uh, emoji with heart eyes. <laughs> emoji, yeah. <laughs> way, to, way to go. Thanks very much. Um, yeah. That, that's okay. it. So. <sighs> what a night. What a night. Exactly. Um kind of forget how I usually we end say this like thing. thanks for listening folks uh like comment and subscribe rate review whatever oh, yeah. okay like <laughs> smash the bill <laughs> right yeah i don't know i don't know um, what we do yeah how's youtube going by the way i've not done a live stream in a while just cuz <laughs> i i've had this pedal for a month and i just haven't had a chance to do is any, it. Do, is anyone subscribing and stuff oh yeah yeah be. we got a slow drip of okay. subscribers coming in and that's that's a lot Sweet. of fun um yeah, episodes moving forward are going to be featured on YouTube and you can watch our stupid faces and, and look at the pedals we're talking about and stuff yeah. like that. So hit us up there. Um, there's actually some other pedal demo videos coming. I'm thinking I'm going to commit to it here on the podcast. I'm going to do a 1981 DRV unboxing video. Ooh, I love it. So, All right. We'll look forward to that then. All right. Okay. See you next time. See ya. Nerds. Nerds.